Every day when I do this radio program, I wonder what kind of impact am I really having? Is anybody listening? And then I realize I'm just one of many voices out there doing the same thing. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Hard to believe we're beginning our third week on WTWW, covering pretty much North America into Europe uh, on 5085 kilohertz every weekday night, 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And of course, we're still on WRMI. And so we're thrilled for all the opportunity that we have. I know that my calling in doing this particular radio program, I was very led to use shortwave as the primary outlet. Now, of course, any opportunity to expand as a podcast in any other platform, we will do our best to take it and use it if it makes sense. But right now, shortwave is still the primary outlet. And there are times, and I will tell you, that it can be disappointing. You wonder, are you getting through? Does anybody really care? Is anybody listening? And you look at this big nation and you wonder, what kind of an impact am I having? See, I don't have a Sean Hannity audience. I don't have the millions of dollars behind me to be on cable and satellite and and what, what have you. We're just here a small operation and we spend a tremendous amount of time every day going through the news stories that are out there and I wish I had more people to help filter out these stories and make sure that they're correct but then again there are others out there doing pretty much what I'm doing maybe not on shortwave radio maybe they're purely a podcast audio only and there are those that are doing video programs I very seldom get a chance to see them because I'm so busy producing this one. And you get to a point, you can get on overload real quick. But I'm thankful for the many voices that are out there. And from time to time, I like to let you know about some of the other people and the work that they are doing. And I'd like to introduce you today to somebody that somebody had mentioned to me as somebody I should view occasionally, which I have. His name is David Day. He now lives in the great state of Florida. And he does the Super Dave video podcast on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. He does it live 8 until 10 in the morning, Eastern Time. And I thought it'd be interesting to bring Dave on the program and, and have him discuss what he's doing. And the two of us to share some thoughts about some of the news stories that we see happening. So I'd like to introduce you and to Dave Day. And Dave, what got you started in doing a video podcast like the one you're doing now? Well, I started out down in Springfield, Missouri after um, after the owner of the station didn't want me on anymore because I was vocal. And if you've ever done broadcast media, you will find out that you are controlled by the program manager generally or the man or the owner or whatever. You're, you're controlled by other people and you are limited what you could say. And I would and that wasn't working for me. So I got out of it and then I started doing online radio for many years mm-hmm. and developed a following there. And then 
I guess is uh, about five years ago. I just said, you know, I want to just start doing these uh, webcasts, MBM podcasts, and um, that's where it all started. So I started Facebook, and I'm on a few other platforms. Have you had any issues trying to use Facebook where they try to censor what you're saying or take down anything or put you harder to find? Well, yeah, I, I, I was in Facebook jail for a while. And so what I did was I learned a technique on instead of saying things, you know, like you go on Facebook and you, and you say things because I, I just like, you know, I'd say this is what it is. I finally learned to say, what do you think it is when I when people knew I knew. But if you say it in a question format, they're less likely to jail you in mm-hmm. Facebook. It's just a little thing I learned. So. Uh, but I still get the point across. Now, now some people don't get it, but most of them know where I come from, especially if they know that if they watch a show, they know. And so you started this um, in your home state, and now you are living in Florida. And uh, matter of fact, when my wife and I travel to Florida, we probably drive right past the area that you live on as we come down the turnpike, you know, right off I seventy seven, I seventy five. Right. So I know I know the area well. Um, what inspired you to move to the free state of Florida, besides the weather? Um, the state of Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rem- no, they, well, I was actually campaign manager in 2020 for um, a gentleman named uh, Dr. Jim Neely, who happened to be a state representative at the time. Mm-hmm. And we kind of hit it off. We ended up being good friends and still are. Um, he was running for governor, and I, and I started running his campaign. Unfortunately, the um, the money was with um, the governor at that time. He was a sellout like so many right. uh, Republicans are. Mm-hmm. So that's how I started. And so now you're living in Florida. And yes. uh, and of course, you're, you're kind of in a, a part of the state where you're not right on the shoreline, though you can be influenced a little bit by hurricanes when they come through. Um, you're at least you're not on the coast where the worst of it would be. How are you enjoying being in Florida? I think Florida's awesome. Um, I, you know, I did ask the people around here, you know, and they said, well, we're in the middle of the state. They said, no, we get some damage and all that. But, you know, as you said, the closer you get to the uh, coast is where the real issues are. They get, they get here sometimes, but, you know, many people have been here for many, many years and 20 years. Mm Mm-hmm. So you know what? If I want to see the uh, if I want to see the beaches, I get my vehicle and I drive east or west. <laughs> We're mm-hmm. in the middle of the state, so it's not that far. It's better than living, uh, you know, fifteen hours away and having to drive to get down here. So it it works out quite well. Now you do your your video program, if I remember correctly, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, eight a.m. Eastern till ten a.m. Eastern. Am I correct? That is correct. And what are some of the topics you're covering on your program these days? <laughs> Speaker of the House vote, all those things. My my whole goal, but it's you know it's 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 evolved, and mm-hmm. it's not so much about the news because you, you you can watch the news every day. It's really teaching politics, and actually teaching people to to have some guts. Don't be so sissied. I mean, I see this in the speaker vote, and it's really sad that that Republicans uh, um, they they want to retreat. It's like, well, well, we, we don't have a speaker. I'm like, who cares? Let them beat it out. Let them do it. Let them do this. But 
they're going after the wrong people. They're going after Matt Gates, who actually stood up and said the right thing that most of us were thinking. I know. You know, we don't want an ominous bill. We want bills voted separately by departments or whatever. And he did the right thing. McCarthy lied. If we're not going to hold these people accountable, we're just as guilty as the, the Democrats are. Look, I have given my opinion and and I've made some of my listeners happy with what I've said. I've made some of them a little bit angry with what I've said. Did you do uh, the right thing? Well, yeah. When you do the right thing, you're going to you know, it, it, it's a two edged sword. Yes. And, and what I've learned is, number one. I keep reminding people while elections are important and we need to vote our conscience and try to find the person closest to what we believe without causing us any damage. And that's another part of it as well. Uh, that is, And remember, we're not voting the a new pastor for a church. We're voting for a leader in a secular environment. I am so glad you said that because people... They, you know, they say, well, look what Republicans are really bad about this. Well, look what he did 20 years ago, 30 years ago. I know people did some really stupid things back in their oh, 20s yeah. and 30s that are class citizens that do so much now. But for some reason, we keep thinking we can find the perfect person, which there is no there, perfect You're never going to find it. And, and I have had a person getting so mad at me, calling me a Trump hater and everything else. I'm going, listen. Listen, I voted for him in 16 and in 20, and I'll vote for him again in 24. Does that sound like a Trump hater? You're not listening to me. You're hearing exactly. what you want to hear because you're narrow-minded and pig-headed. I mean, I, I got, I've got a few people like that. Then they make the claim, I support your show, and you find out they never did. Um, you know, I mean, they, they these are just vocal people that just have a an axe to grind with the world, and they don't, they're just unhappy. And well, I don't know what to tell control. them. A lot of them are trolls. Yeah. I get that on my show every once in a while. I get some troll, and it's like, here we go. And, and as soon as they come on and they start doing stupid things, I'll go ahead and have it ready just to drop them. But as soon as I get done with an idiot on the phone, a troll on the phone, I just look at my audience. I go, when you sit back and do nothing, these people are running the show. That's and right. If, if people don't get it, you know, then it, I, I honestly, I don't blame Democrats for what's going on. I blame us. For not what's going on because most Republicans, uh, they're spectators. They don't want to do anything. Democrats require strict obedience or they will drop you like a hot potato. I mean, they, they they have a zero prisoner policy. I mean, they it's either you're in or you're out. And and the farther the left you go, the more in you become. And, and they control their ranks. Republicans do not. I, I remind people that I have been a registered Republican since 1972. And for a guy that was young and starting out his life, that was unusual in, in my time frame. Yes, but, the same way. But I figured it out, you know, in high school. And when I was paying for my own education in a tech school, because that's how it was back then, uh, you suddenly begin to recognize that there's no such thing as a free lunch, and I don't want to be dependent upon somebody else for the rest of my life. And and so you begin to to look at life from a different perspective. And and I did. I, I wasn't looking for the handout, maybe a hand up, but not a handout, which is what I do for anybody coming behind me, you know, in, in the work that I've done. But, you know, the... People thinking that all we need to do is get the right people at the next election and we're going to fix the world's problems. 
I remind you, we voted for Reagan in 1980 and 1984. Is it still great like it was in 1980 and 1984? Of course not. I mean, it's a different world. Yeah. And the thing is, things, it's a pendulum. It goes back and forth. You're never going to cure the ills of this nation permanently at the election in a ballot box. It doesn't work that way. And that, that's been my point. We still vote. You still make it a priority to do it. But don't count on saving the world forever. You do the best we can. To me, I'm, of course, in my line of work, I'm trying to change one life at a time a little right. differently. But, but I still deal with these issues. Like, for example, you were talking about this whole mess of these past days since Matt Gates pulled the plug on Speaker McCarthy, which did not hurt my feelings one bit. It was it was a very brave thing to do. And he and what I tell my listeners, he was doing exactly what most of us have been saying. The problem is, is that now that he did it, all of a sudden you get the same people that say, oh, wait a minute. And they freak out. They panic. And I'm still trying to figure out why the world's going to come to an end or why anything would have changed yes, in these well, things that's happened over in Israel and all that. What would happen if it was a speaker? If we had if we had a speaker in charge, you're not going to have it, especially if it's an, um, a rhino speaker, you know, established speaker, because they work with the Democrats and they don't want Jim Jordan in there because he's not going to exactly carry their uh, lunch for many you know, like like the other ones always did. Mm-hmm. I came to conclude one thing when Matt Gates did what he did and I it didn't hurt my feelings one bit. And the reason it did not hurt my feelings one bit is because, as you said, McCarthy lied. McCarthy misrepresented himself. He was, you know, he's an establishment guy that knows how to say the right things, just like Mitt Romney tried to do back, you know, 2012. And I mean, you know, this has been an ongoing issue within the Republican Party for decades. Those that talk the talk, but they do not walk the walk. They only talk to you like Lindsey Graham every so many years when they're looking for your vote. Suddenly they're a Trump Republican. Suddenly they're this. Suddenly they believe in your values. And the second the election is over, it's, you know, who are you again? You know, I mean, we, they don't care. They, they, exactly. they, and much of their money comes from the big corporations. Let's be honest. They are all bought. That's one of the reasons. That's what this is all about, by the way. It's money. That's what the speaker vote is all about, because there's so much money going back and forth up there that that they don't want that to stop. We actually had that in Missouri. We had the same thing, and they got rid of the governor, mm-hmm. the establishment got rid of it. So I always tell people, uh, if you think the Democrats are our enemy, you better think again. Your Republican establishment the Uniparty is, is the enemy. enemy. The Uniparty is the enemy. Yes. And, and yes. a lot of people have not figured that out. Party, though, my point is, if you're in a Republican Party, you better start electing. And because ultimately, all this is our fault because people keep electing established people, expecting them to do something different. You know, the definition of doing something um, of of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You've got to change. You've got to be uh, strong and and do what Matt Gates did and stand by it. And, I, and I'm, I'm a leader. I know that. And I try to push my audience to say, don't be a wuss. Mm-hmm. Stand up and don't back up. Because, you know, when you back up, you're going to lose almost every single time. 
have some guts. You know, I, I think about when the speaker race occurred earlier this year and they were having issues for a while and how many votes and it took what 14 votes to get McCarthy in and a lot of arm twisting because they needed to get it done and even then I was not happy uh, to me he was the perfect compromise rhino I mean he was he knew yeah. how to talk and he knew how to play the game and many times during the course of this year he has slow walked things that conservatives voted this Congress in to do. He slow walked it. He intentionally pushes it off to the side as not to upset the other party. Well, that's not your job to make the other party happy. Your one and only job is to make those that put you in office, the majority of the American people that put those Republicans in, that is, that's who you're liable to. And I'm sick and tired of this Washingtonian game. I really am. I'm to the point, it is the uniparty. We don't oh, really is. have a conservative voice anymore. The, the conservative voice in America is dead. The Republican Party is dying. If it doesn't do something soon, it'll be a dead corpse. And they don't see it. They might. We're going to call them Democrat light. But you know what? We, we have people in the party that can do this. But I think the biggest problem we have with the Republican Party, and I know Republicans get all mad at me, Republican voters are generally lazy and won't do their jobs. They don't do their research. They walk in the polls. I work the polls and they mm -hmm. go into the polls and they may know one or two people on the ballot. Ballot can have 25 people on and other stuff. They have no idea what's on there. That's right. All they know is what they've seen and what they've done. And if they don't know who someone is, of course, they didn't do their homework and uh, uh, check it out. They'll vote for the same old person that's been going there over and over but they want the government to implement term limits. And I and I always say, wait a minute. We already have term limits. It's called voters. Do your job. And how can we expect our leaders, our, our, our political leaders, to do their job if we don't do our job by holding them accountable? I don't blame them at all. They're laughing at us. The, the leaders are laughing knowing that so many Republicans are going to sissify and just run away and say, oh, my God. We don't have a speaker, and they listen to what the media tells them because the media, of course, is the biggest reason why people believe crap, even though they say they don't believe it, but they do believe what the media is saying. Oh, no, it's 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 horrible in the Republican Party right now because they're such a mess. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, we're just getting our act together. That's how I look at it. And mm -hmm. people have to stay strong. We're, nothing's – what is I, – I, I keep asking people, what difference does it make if we don't have an official speaker for another month? What difference does it really make? Hey, they're not going to spend any money, are they? Which I think is a wonderful thing. Yes. I mean, this has been the bane of our existence for quite a long time, in, in my opinion. We, they, they, they don't. They, they all talk about being. I'm a fiscal conservative. Well, you're lying to us. You're not. You, you keep voting billions of dollars to go all over the world. Uh, you, you don't have the guts to shut off the money to the Biden administration and force their hand on border security, you let a person like Mayorkas sit up there in front of your House of Representatives and lie his teeth off and never get held accountable for being a liar. You don't do anything. Why not hold him in contempt for lying? I mean, 
Oh, the border's secure. No, it is not. You lied. You have lied to Congress. There is a consequence. Why is it only Republicans have a consequence and Democrats get away scot-free every stinking time? Right. Uh, Now, I'm going to tell you something, though, that a lot of people don't know, that they can get there and have the hearings and everything else, but the only people that can actually do any kind of... uh, um, um, any uh, accusing or, or you know draw charges or something like that is the Department of Justice, and you have to. They have to go after the Department of Justice. If you had a good speaker who was going to say strong, hey, we want these people are doing this, and he could do it. But as you know, McCarthy didn't do that. No, you know McCarthy. I mean, they, and what I'm saying is, is Congress cannot. A subpoena anybody. They can't do it as stuff. They have to go to the Department of Justice. And that was news I didn't know for quite a while. But, you know, no, that's how it works. So it's up to us to go after these people. And you have to have a strong leader. And you and I both know that McCarthy was nothing but a uh, another card corporate of the shill. Just party a corporate shill. On the Republican side. It was Eisenhower who said it best in 1961. When he said, beware of the military-industrial yes. complex. Yep. And he saw it coming. Uh, he watched it explode after the Second World War and during the Second World War. And and I, I've watched that speech a number of times. And he makes it so clear that prior to the Second World War, we really were a country that when war was you know coming up, we, we had to turn our our plows back into swords temporarily. And then we right. try to go back and become a peace, peaceful nation. The Second World War changed that equation forever. After ramping up like we did in a monstrous kind of way between 1942 and 1945, companies like Raytheon and all these others that were developed and, and these aircraft companies and people that made tanks and, and the, the Willys Jeep, you name it, armament, bombs, all these companies got very used to all this new money and all these very large corporations. And they didn't want to let it go. And so we had to create the next boogeyman. Oh, we have the domino effect. We have the iron curtain. We have the bamboo curtain. We need NATO. We need this. We need that. And we've been in this insane arms race ever since, spending increasingly larger amounts of our GDP and going into debt, trying to, you know, be the world's superpower. I have to wonder how many nations would have spent that kind of money had we not spent that kind of money. Well, you know, I'll go, I'll go even further here. Remember, we gave the enemy over 80 plus billion dollars worth of stuff anyway. And right now we have we have a war going on. And never in my life did I ever believe that our country, they're doing it, I guess, in a roundabout way anyway. Our country is actually co- contributing to both sides. That's right. And the one thing I always ask people up front is like, um, why is it the first thing that the United States always does is they say, well, we got to give somebody some money. That, I mean, it's the first thing. You know, it's like as soon as the war broke out, well, we got to give them money. Oh, wait a minute. It's not fair to just give Israel money. We got to give uh, the uh, Palestinian Authority. You know. Yeah, exactly. We got to give them. It's like, what? You know, and that tells you exactly what you said. The military industrial complex says thank you. And, you know, we have two. Two, well, we got a few of them. We got military industrial complex. Then we have the pharmaceutical industrial complex. If you want to say that, too. oh yeah, how we many billions do they get? 
what? How many billions have they gotten in recent years? Exactly. And they're and, and, that, and, I, and now both. You have to have a big picture. You got to look at this big picture. You just can't look at it like a lot of people do, like like two feet in front. You got to look a hundred feet behind it. You got to see what really is going on, not what they're trying, to, not the narrative, not what they're trying to fool you into thinking. Well, the the point is what people do not understand, and 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 this was an this was an eye opener years ago. Germany and Italy, back in the Second World War, were both fascist countries. That's what they really are and were, where private corporations were in partnership for the benefits they could be bestowed by the government. And so corporations like Porsche and what is now known as Volkswagen or Bayer Aspirin or any or any of the pharmaceuticals, these companies were in bed with the Third Reich and they were becoming very wealthy at the public largesse. And taxes and, and, and the state, and they were the favored corporations. It's no different today in the United States. No. We're doing the same exact thing that Germany and Italy did back in the Second World War. We are choosing the winners and the losers. Now, I saw an article the other day. Moderna, which I've known for a long time, never had a product come to market until the COVID-19 vaccine. Nine years they promised something they never could deliver. Nine years, they were raising money in the stock market. Nine years, they had a revolving door of researchers that couldn't stay, that wouldn't stay. They couldn't get the job done. They had one failure after another after another. And magically, they came up with the COVID-19 vaccine and suddenly became worth billions of dollars. Pfizer, Pfizer made about $100 billion dollars or million dollars, mm-hmm. some ungodly amount of money on these uh, on these vaccines paid but for you know by what? the taxpayer. And I now both companies this. are in financial trouble. Well, you, you know, I have to add this. And the people stupidly, I mean, we have a lot of very stupid people. All these college degrees for what? I don't have a college degree, but I also know there's no such thing as free. They actually think all these shots and all these things are free. No, they are paying really good dollars for this and don't even realize it. It's, and, it's unfortunate that, that Americans are that uneducated when it comes to their own uh, government or politics. I made a statement about a year and a half ago. I said, if, if anybody's investing in the stock market, maybe the time is coming soon to buy Pfizer or Moderna short because you might come out better yes. that way. And I think I was right. They're down like 30, 40 percent. They're, they're, they're down half their value in a year. So that yes. ought to tell you something. So they, they don't work, and I'm waiting to see when liability finally kicks in. That's another issue. And how many people went along to get along? That's another issue. Republicans have not had a backbone for a long time. They've had a linguine spine for ages. And yes. they, you know, the, the best thing this could happen in this country is to repeal both the 16th and 17th Amendment, and much of our Many of our problems would vanish overnight. Why the why they went ahead and made Senate? I mean, it, it totally takes away the purpose of the Constitution. Why they made senators as a as a as a vote is ridiculous. They are there to, to protect the interest of the states. Exactly, and and you know most people don't even know that. They're, you know, I call them super super congressmen because that's about all they are, and they should never be voted in. And by the way. 
the Republicans are the ones who should be pushing this. That's why we have to be nervous about the establishment Republicans. But the Republicans are ones should be saying we need to go ahead and change that and take that amendment away uh, because they would be hugely in charge in D.C. because we have a lot more Republican legislatures uh, in states than we do Democrats. If you look at ideology and not party, let's just take the party labels off for just a moment. Historically, out of southern states, you would have had a conservative senator. In some northern states, not all, you would have had leaning to the left or liberal senators. In some midwestern states that are now dominated by Democrats, would not they would be conservative, not not liberal, just because having to face their own legislature. It's yes. different when you can use the power of a city to push a senator across the finish line. Georgia is a great example. It is the city of Atlanta. And I and I still hold, I don't, Fannie Willis can come after me, I could care less. The election was stolen in Georgia, period. Full stop. Nothing more to discuss. Anybody that thinks it was an Kemp, Governor Kemp is a traitor to the to the conservative cause. And I say it because he is busy trying to feather his nest to be a agent between Georgia and China. When he finishes his term, he's going to become a very wealthy businessman with his because he he loves trade with China and Atlanta. And he wants to expand that. And so you know what his motivation is. Ratzberger, that's what I, you know, Ratzberger, he's busy trying to become the next governor, just like like Kemp did. He was the former secretary of state. It seems the pathway of late. And, of course, I keep saying, you know, Ratzberger's busy talking to Dominion Voting using his personal Gmail account when he's the Secretary of State. That's illegal. But has anybody done anything to stop it? Of course not. Not in not with an establishment rhino governor. And half of the what I call Roswell Republicans, that's the north side of Atlanta. You know, they're just they like their they like lower taxes, but everything else is cool with them. They're not true conservatives. I mean, Georgia has a lot of conservatives, but the city of Atlanta and the five-county metro area has now tipped the balance, and that's how you have two Democrat senators from a conservative state. And that's how you can get election fraud by the hundreds of thousands of votes. And I'm saying it happened. Fannie Willis, it happened in your county. It happened right there in Fulton County. We watched it on TV, but but Kemp and company says it didn't happen. You didn't see what you saw with your own eyes. We know better. And I want to tell you something. I look at this straightforward. And... Democrats have done a fabulous job of sticking together, as we've talked about, and Republicans will not unite. I have done so much to try to get them. I, mean, I, I, I try to use guilt. I try to use everything when, when I'm talking to my audience. Now, most of my audience agrees with me. They know how I feel. But, you know, when I hear people talk about their grandkids and all that, so I love my grandkids, it's like, your grandkids aren't going to be too happy with you by the time you're gone and they're, and the stuff you thought you're going to leave them is taken over by the state and it will happen or probably will happen. And so why aren't you right now, especially like you and I retire, we're doing what we can do, but why aren't they now 
doing everything they can. The best thing they can do for their kids and grandkids is to is to uh, make sure freedom comes back because we're not free anymore. You know, but right now we have a country where we attack our own and we we give to everybody else. You can go across the border and get all kinds of money. But if you have somebody burn down your your area in Hawaii, they give you seven hundred dollars. I mean, I want people have to start thinking about this. They have to start looking at it honestly, and they can't just sit back and do nothing. And, you know, because this is what happens. You have these functions, and I, I see it all the time. And I'm talking, I've done rallies, of course. I was a Tea Party guy and all this. But I see these people go there. Yeah, yeah, it was all great. And then they all go home. They go watch a baseball game, and they say, hey, when's the next rally or when's the next function? That was fun. I enjoyed listening to that. It's time to stop listening. Just like the politicians, it's time to start doing My guest today is Dave Day, the host of the Super Day video podcast. And Dave, hang on, we got to take a break here and we'll come back and share some more. I want to thank all of you that are supporting this radio ministry. We could not do this without you. And I want to be clear on how this radio program functions. Number one, this is not a commercial radio program. We do not sell commercial airtime. We do not sell commercial products. We do not sell you anything. We don't have any silver or gold deal. We don't have any food deal or generator deal. We just give you the news and information that we truly believe you need to know about, and it's uncompromised by any advertiser. That's why we do the program the way we do. We chose shortwave as our primary medium because I believe the internet is too often censored and even restricted. I've had reports of people saying they can't hear this program on the internet depending upon their service provider. Yeah, net neutrality, it may be rearing its ugly head again. It's a Trojan horse. We'll talk about it maybe tomorrow or later this week. It's coming back. We're now in our third week, beginning our third week here on WTWW 5085 kilohertz, 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern time each night, seven nights a week. And we hope that you will listen during that time. My time is free. I'm retired and God is taking care of my need. So I'm free, but the airtime is not. And so if there's anything you can do, large or small, you can go to our website, truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. We use Give, Send, Go, a Christian organization, or you can make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. And we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The lamb in the bet coming up. 
Shalom Aleichem. This is Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. In Hebrew, every letter comes from a picture, and the letter is often named after the picture. The letter B in Hebrew is called the Beit, or Beth, from the word Beit or Beth, which means house in Hebrew. It's one of the most basic words, and you hear it in Bethlehem, Bethany, Bethpage, Bethesda. And it, though it's changed over the years, the shape of that letter becomes B. That's how we get the letter B in English, because it means house, Beit. And the word house in Hebrew, Beit, B. T is how it is spelled in Hebrew. You have B means house, but T, it means a cross. In Hebrew, the house, a house has to have a cross. And the temple of Israel was simply called the house. And the temple was an altar of sacrifice, which represents the cross. In Egypt, the Hebrew house had to have the lamb or the blood of the lamb in it. The house has to have a cross to be saved. The house of Israel, called Beth Israel or Beit Israel, was not complete, is not complete until it has a cross in it, until it has the lamb, until Messiah comes to the house. What does it mean for you? In Hebrew, you can't have a house without a cross or the house is going to be empty. So in your house, your home, your life, it'll never be complete until he is the center of it. The center of your family, your personal life, the center of your life itself, the center of your day, the center of every moment. If he's not the center then your life, your house, your home is empty. But if he is, it's complete. Make him the center because a house without the cross, without the lamb, isn't complete. That's true in Hebrew. And it just is true for you. Want more? Ask for the Nissan Lamb on CD. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place of the lost Ark of the Covenant? Well, a newly revealed discovery just as awesome. The mystery of the temple doors on CD. You will love it. And... It's our free gift to you. And Sapphire's Daily Spiritual Vitamins to revitalize your walk or a free New Testament. How do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. To receive your free gifts, just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now, the Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you. The Bible says that he will bless those who bless Israel. And reach the unreached people from every nation. How? Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, the zip 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Hase Elohim, the Lamb of God. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. So glad that many of you are, are joining us today. As I mentioned going into the break, we have expanded our shortwave outreach. Had a listener send an interesting email and wondering if I really need to expand it or not because where he lives... In Michigan, he gets an outstanding signal from WRMI Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday nights. And I I can assure you that where he lives would be a very good signal on that frequency considering the azimuth of that antenna. And others in that area can hear it earlier on 9395 kilohertz. The problem is there are some parts of the country where that signal of 5950 is not that great. 
And in order to cover more of the United States and more of Canada, we added 5085 kilohertz from WTWW. And we're airing two nights a week, uh, two times each night, seven nights a week. And we really believe that we can put together a coalition of like-minded programs to fill those hours on WTWW. My program, and there are a couple of others that I'm talking to, and if we all share the cost, it becomes very possible to keep this important voice going. And and so we we do need your support. Uh, I wish that we had the... I wish I had Wednesday nights on 5950, but that had already been contracted long before we started this program over three years ago. If it had been open, believe me, I would have taken it. So keep it as a matter of prayer and support that we can maintain the WTWW. And if we can add the daytime airing, and that's something we're looking into, and I'm talking to other programmers that might be looking for a early to mid-afternoon airing, And if we can get the interest, we can do our part if others will do theirs. And so we're looking at it. Keep it as a matter of prayer. I want to thank all of you that have supported this this radio program. As I said before, we do not sell anything on this program. There is no paywall on this program. The only obligation we have is to you, the audience, that keeps us on the air. And I'll tell you more about that as we continue on in the program today. My guest, Super Dave, who does his own um, video podcast. Now, people say, Bob, you need to do one. I've thought about it. I'm not sure if I want to do that, too. We might we might add that to what we're doing here at Truth to Ponder as we look at a, at a couple of options that are out there that people have suggested And there are a couple of people that have written that said they would like to help in what we're doing here. So it's coming together. Pray about it. If if God is calling you to support us, great. If there's anything you think that God has laid on your heart to help in some tangible way, whether it's labor, whether it's promoting, whatever the case may be, reach out to me and let's have a conversation. Now, My guest today, Super Dave of the Super Dave Show. By the way, if you're trying to find him, you can go to Rumble or even Facebook and look for either Dave Day or the Super Dave Show. Look for Super Dave Show. And you were telling me... Go ahead. Can I say something here? Sure. Yeah, uh, if I might, if you don't mind. Okay, on Facebook you would. If you go to Rumble, it's very simple. Three words: Super Dave Show. It's that easy. That's probably the easiest way to watch. And and to tell you the truth, probably the best way because Rumble doesn't uh, take stuff out. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook does. So the finished product is best on Rumble if you're not watching it. And you can watch it either live or you can go back later and watch it because they're all recorded. Right. All right. Now, we were talking before, you know, about the politics of the day and and your program and and your following. How long have you been doing this program? I I know that you were suggested as a friend to me not that long ago. And, and And to be honest, in the problem I run into in doing my own program, and you probably understand this, everybody has all these videos and programs and podcasts you you need to watch or listen to if i if I tried yep. to do it, I would need ninety hours a day just to view this stuff. Totally get you. And they, you know, they'll send me stuff and they'll say, didn't you see that? It's like, my God, I can't see everything. And they also expect you to have every answer 
for them. And we're human. Mm-hmm. I know a lot more than most people. I've been totally involved in so many different ways. I know the dirt that goes on. Mm-hmm. So, you know, don't think I know everything. But uh, I think what you look is is um, how good are the rec- How good is the record? It's like, for instance, when Donald Trump came down the escalator, I had, he was my guy from day one. I was called everything you can think of, and it wasn't good. And it was a very, very small percentage of people that followed me that, that said, you know, Dave, you've been right most of the time. Mm-hmm. And need I say more, the next, uh, after about a year of the president of Trump, I got a lot of uh, apologies and, and people that said, you know, you knew what you were talking about. I said, yes, I did. I said, you need somebody there who is in charge, who's qualified, which is something we don't vote for anymore. We don't vote for qualified people. No. We vote for who tells us. It's a popularity it's contest of who makes us feel better about ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. I, I always say that uh, voters are more interested. They'll vote for a liar any day over somebody who tells them the straight truth. They will. And we've seen it happen over and over again. And, I don't and like what he said. I don't like what she said. So I'm not going to vote for it. So you're like 98%. They did that with Ron Paul. You know, I said, well, I don't like his foreign, you know, it's like, what? You know, and you like most of what he says, but you don't like that. So you're going to vote for somebody that you like less. The the uh, rationale, the, the common sense and logic in so many of these things that people do, I honestly have problems dealing with. I'm like, why in the world would you do something so uh, nonsensical, but it happens all the time because mm-hmm. we always talk about um, liberals being emotional. No, um, conservatives are very emotional, whether they want to like it or not. They get all freaked out and they want to. I have more people deleted me as a friend or whatever because they don't like something I say. Oh, well. You know, one of the things that I worried about when I started this program and my background in getting started, you know, you and I both have our reasons for being back on radio. In my case, I had been in broadcasting a good chunk of my life uh, and ministry, but I'd also had an unusual opportunity after the passing of my first wife to to end up working in emergency management in the state of South Carolina. And I learned a lot. But then I retired, moved south, did came back to Florida. But I got called out of retirement in February of 2020 because of, you know what, COVID-19. And I went to another state, not South Carolina or Georgia, to be a part of their response. And I learned a lot. And it concerned me deeply. And it is the, it is the catalyst, it is the genesis of what started this program, Truth to Ponder. Because I never saw so many liars stand out in front of me in my life, including within my own party. It didn't matter if you were a Democrat or Republican. Everybody was buying this establishment lie. And the numbers that were coming out that I'm seeing firsthand, not second or third, are not adding up to what is being told to the public. And that angered me. And thus, this program was born. It became very evident in the summer of 2020 that this was going to be used as cover to steal an election. There was no doubt in my mind about it. And I warned people, how many how many people did you know back in 2020 that said, man, Trump's got it locked up. Look at the rallies. You know, there's nobody going to a to a to a, to a Biden rally. No, no one cares. And so Trump's going to win. How many times did you hear that? And that, that the hair in the back of my neck stood up saying, you fool. 
they, they've already got this figured out. They've already got the mail-in Zucker boxes, $400 million of drop-off boxes, and every ballot you know is going to be harvested and counted, and Trump is going to lose. And I saw it, and I was told I didn't know what I was talking about. And now you, you mentioned anything about it. Well, the, the election was fair and honest, Bob, don't you know? Uh, the courts have already said so. I mean, it's like listening to Goofy talking. The courts have never heard the first piece of evidence yet in three years. No evidence yet has ever been heard. Wait a minute. The media isn't telling you that, so that can't be true. That's what I hear. It's like, now, wait a minute. Just because the media media and politicians, the ones you say are the biggest liars out there, they tell you something different, and you do something that's just so ridiculous, you believe them? I mean, I could go back to 9-11. There's so many things out there that that politicians and media will go ahead. They got their narrative. They got their agenda. And they tell us something. And you actually believe the best paid liars on the planet. That, to me, is unconscionable. I don't, I don't understand how anybody can, can do that. I just don't get it. I've been watching since the beginning of the pandemic in particular. A little bit more even before that. But for the most part... The pandemic became an eye opener to me about Fox News because I started seeing all their compromise points when it came to money and how many of their hosts suddenly jumped on the you must get vaccinated bandwagon or else we're all going to die. And there wasn't one stitch of evidence at that point to back up the claim that any of these vaccines would work or a face mask would work or any of it. But all of a sudden, the daytime people are all over it. Well, see, you know, and, and the mask, I mean, I was harassed. I, uh, you know, I don't do those things. I've always been kind of a, a rebel anyway. But, you know, when they came out with a mask and I got, you know, I would, I mean, people would say, what is wrong with you? You don't care about other people. I said, you know what? I don't believe the mask to begin with. I'm an American. I should be able to do what I want to do. But if you didn't get it. If the mask is supposed to to work, then your mask is saving you. That's the issue that I have. You know, no, that's not saying, you know, I had people say, but you got to do it for me. It's like, and this is my favorite one. I'd see somebody and I'm not trying to be rude here, but I'd see somebody. They'd be 150 pounds overweight. And this actually happened. Yeah. Riding around in in an electric cart in a grocery store, picking up, you know, Dorito chips. Well, yeah, but you see what I'm saying? They're, all of a sudden, they want me to care about their health, and I'd say, it appears you haven't cared about your health for in quite a while. So why in the world am I supposed to do something you actually buy and I don't? You buy their garbage. I never did wear a mask, and I never did get a shot, of course. Mm-hmm. And I guess what? I'm healthy as a horse, and I'm 70 years old, so I'm not too bad. Well, as I point out to people, and, and think about this for a moment, if you think about what a vaccine is supposed to do, what they've been telling us they're supposed to do for a hundred years or more. Um, I get vaccinated not to protect you. I get vaccinated to protect me. I mean, not get it again. I, I, you know, nobody gave me, you know, people don't give kids the measles shot. So your kid won't give somebody else the measles. No, you give them the shot. So they don't get it or a tetanus shot. You don't get a tetanus shot to keep somebody else from getting tetanus. I mean, name me, you don't give somebody a polio shot, not that they really worked. We're learning that may have been a bit of a scam there too, but you know, you don't give somebody a polio shot so the other kid down the street doesn't get polio when your kid does. It makes no sense. 
but we were so we're supposed to believe suddenly that I get vaccinated or I wear a face mask to protect somebody else. Well, well if these things are so effective, why why do I need to do the same thing you're doing? And, and answer me this Wait. question. Why are the only people coming down with COVID three and four times? I see that Colbert from, you know, the CBS, yeah. whatever that garbage show is late night. He's got COVID again. <laughs> I mean, yeah. notice it's only the vaccinated getting COVID over and over again. How can that possibly be if this is supposed to work like a vaccine is supposed to work? Uh, well, the, the purpose now I grew up. If you got the polio TB vaccine, the whole idea was you were never going to get it ever. Now they have foolishly gotten people to believe that, well, if you do get it again, at least it won't be as bad as it could be. And people actually buy into that. That is not what a vaccine is. They change the definition of vaccine to accommodate that. And people, again, no common sense, bought that all the way. I, I just, you know, yeah. I, for me, I scratch my head and I go, I, I'm so tired of being around stupid people. That's Let me just exactly throw this at you. Ever heard of a guy by the name of Mark Crispin Miller? Up, He's at New York uh, University. He's an intelligent guy. He understands and he's been teaching a course about propaganda and statistics for years. He's so well tenured, they can't fire him as much as they would love to. He's a truth teller. And he, he, he knows how to dig to a story. He just recently published something that was rather shocking. And he has studied 10,000 sudden death cases in recent years. And he points out that 99 point something percent of all sudden death cases are among the vaccinated, not the unvaccinated. They represent 0.1%. That ought to be kind of scary. That even though 75% is vaccinated, 99.9% of the deaths, of the sudden deaths, the weird stuff we can't explain, are purely among the vaccinated. This is the stats that he's seeing. And so we're told, and the government wants me to go out and get mine today, you're out of your mind. I, I honestly, you know, I mean, if people, well, they, all they have to do is say something. Oh, there's another one coming. Well, of course, there's election year coming up. Uh, there's another one coming. And you already see more people putting masks on. I mean, to me, when I see these people wear masks, I'm thinking, this is someone who has no real common sense. This is identity politics, no more, no less. This is, this is a fashion and political statement. Has nothing to do with medical science unless no. you're paranoid. Exactly. I mean, there are people out there paranoid, and I see them all the time. But, you know, as soon as they announce something, immediately put people put their mask back on. I mean, it's amazing to me that that people haven't figured this out. One of my favorite ones is back in 2020 when you're walking through the aisles and they had arrows on the floor oh, yeah. that you had to go in the same flow. It's like that honestly was was Orwellian, like unbelievable. I just I couldn't believe people actually falling for that. And so knowing me, I always went the opposite direction. And of course, we got the do-gooders say you're going the wrong way. I said, I'm not, on, I'm not driving on the street. <laughs> I know. I know. It's crazy. Listen, while we got a couple of moments here, let people know how to find your video cast and also, you know, and, and both define the work that you're doing. You do it Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. So let the folks know where you can be found. Okay, I do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday mornings, 8 to 10. A lot of times I run over, and that's Eastern time. 
Um, I talk about everything. I mean, I, you know, I do some local where I used to live and some here, whatever. And if people have something, I walk them to call in with it. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, and I want to tell you this. If we have any time, I'll tell you the story why I don't. I used to be Super Dave, first name, show, second name. But one of the establishment people actually got a hold of Facebook and said I had lied about my name and all this stuff. So I had to put my, my name Dave Day in there. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, the easiest way probably is if you go to Rumble and it's three words, Super Dave Show. And you can watch those shows at any time. Um, I, I like live myself. I don't listen to a lot of other people's shows. I try to. But like you said, I, I probably get 100 every day, 100 emails telling me all the stuff I need to listen to. It's like, oh, my God, I, I couldn't even begin to do it. I, I don't even try. I, my, I think my opinion is well-based. And I will tell you, every all your listeners right now, uh, when you listen to my show, I am straightforward. I don't pull any punches. And if I think you're being a wuss, if I think you're being weak, I'm going to tell you, and you may not like it. But I want to live in your brain for a while until you finally say, God, he's right. That's all I want. Well, my guest today has been Dave Day, who is the host of the Super Dave Show. Now, you can find out more about his program once again. Go to superdaveshow.com, superdaveshow.com. That's where you can view him Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And you can find him on Facebook as well. Look for the Super Dave Show. I want to thank you for being with me today. There are many people out there that are trying to give you information. We are not well-funded. We're not monstrous organizations. We don't have deep pockets or large sponsors. This program, to be on shortwave, is 100% dependent upon you. Oh, I've thought about selling advertising. I've thought about people even said maybe sell some products, but I just don't. I pray about it, and the comfort is not there to do it. So we come to you. I'm only beholden to you, my audience. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider today supporting us? You can do that by making a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319. That's P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee. Virginia 24319. You can also support us from our website, which is truth the number two ponder.com. There we use Give Send Go, a Christian organization. There's a support tab on the website, and they've been wonderful to deal with. It's we're not dealing with PayPal or some secular group. We are very content using a Christian organization. We're now entering our third week on WTWW. We've been on WRMI for over three years, yet there were some parts of the nation and parts of Canada we were not covering. And so we were trying this out for a couple of months, and we're going to see where things go. But we need your help to stay on the air. Once again, any gift, large or small, makes a difference. Mailing address is Ancient Word Radio, and that's also what the check is made out to. Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, 
Post Office Box 510, The City Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.